Hey everyone, welcome to episode 15 of Jane AD Talk, which is episode 5 of season 2. Yeah, got that right. Yeah, something like that. And today we're going to be interviewing Yasin Al Shamali to be talking about personal growth, body Ooh. confidence, bullying, CrossFit, and some other stuff. Too. So stay tuned. Thank you. Hey everyone, welcome to Gen 80 Talks with myself, Hats, and my wonderful co-host, Anahi. Hi, thank you. Um, in this podcast, we're going to be tackling different topics that it has to do with life, success, failures, and everything in between. We're going to be talking about relationships, love, family, careers, etc., and all the challenges that we face in this life that we're living. So stay tuned, subscribe, and join the conversation. Yeah, so sit back, relax, and enjoy today's episode. excited thank you for having me i'm so excited too i'm really really excited to do this with you guys okay before we start hatim and i have to come clean and say something that it might be in all your minds yes yes we are having issues with our mixer which means that we are now zooming so that's that's the reality this is why we're doing this magical thing it's not social distancing is that we have an issue a technical issue but we really wanted to talk to you yasim it was so i'm so excited to have this conversation with you. So before we start, and before anything else, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, since some people might not know who you are. Okay, um, my name is Jossam Al-Shamoli. Um, uh, Qatari, uh, um, I don't know if I go, I wanna call myself, well, I call myself an athlete since I do CrossFit because everyone calls them, uh, well, all CrossFitters are athletes. And uh, yeah, I have been on this earth for uh, 30 plus years. And, uh, <laughs> Just like us, 30-ish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know, I, uh, I work as an engineer in, in, in uh, one uh, large company here in Doha. And then my spare time, I just do, um, you know, I do CrossFit and uh, um, uh, I've been struggling with my weight for, for a long, long, long time. Uh, for a long time since I can remember. And then um, finally the stars aligned for, for me um, probably three years ago, a couple of years ago with um, proper nutrition and uh, exercise program where I was able to finally um, lose a lot of the weight that was, um, that was bothering me and hindering a lot of, of uh, issues uh, with me in real life. And uh, yeah, I'm here now. I'm trying to, you know, live my life um, as positive as I can um, uh, and try to use social media to um, inspire people that um, might have gone through similar situations that I've gone through and show that it can be done and it can happen and they're not alone and no one is alone. And if I can, you know, uh, affect one or person, I'll be... I'll be happy that I did something on this planet. <laughs> no, I was just saying it's really good because I, I think um, uh, you, you, your story is the story of many people as well. Uh, many people are going through exactly the same, not just because I'm also an engineer, but by the way, <laughs> but, but I also, I also have the same struggles. And I think, I think um, it's, it's good to show that um, what you're doing can be a way of life as well. Um, it's not just about, you know, you know, having a specific target. It's about, you know, um, thinking positively, having a positive mindset and just trying to, to make your life a more, um, you know, positive experience all around. Well, um, having, having trained with you because you're, I think that I met you when you were in the beginning of your journey, which was also my beginning at CrossFit because I started CrossFit, I don't know, six-ish years ago, maybe yeah. when I was, when I was in my teenage years, you know, do you remember those sure. things? Yeah, when we were in school together, yeah. We, we, were, we were in high school together. And then, yeah. no, no, but I remember one of the things that I love was, well, first of all, I, I used to love our box back in the day because we, there, was a, there was a big family feeling. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that I loved was there was many of us that were trying to fall in love with our bodies and were using CrossFit for that. And then at some point I stopped because I had babies and all that. And then you carry on doing CrossFit. And then 
you 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 said that you you play quite small, but you are kind of like an ambassador for CrossFit for Qatar. You have traveled the world representing Qatar. You have done so much. So tell us a little bit about why CrossFit and not something else. So um, so it's like you know when you're growing up and and there are like these different sports that you play and you know there's uh, football or soccer, um, there's basketball, there's all these different things that are um, uh, pas you, you become passionate about at a young age. And I remember like when I was younger, like my, my parents were, um, you know, during, uh, during summertime when they would uh, put me in summer school, um, I, I was trying like they, every summer, it was a different sport and nothing ever stuck with me. Um, I did handball, I did a little bit of, of soccer, I did karate, I did tennis, I did all these things, but, I didn't feel like I belonged or like I liked any of these sports. Mm. And, um, and so I, I, in my mind, I thought that I'm done with sport. Like, I don't really think that, um, you know, I see myself as sports. I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a bookworm. I'm just some, someone who reads and, uh, and, and do all these things. And maybe sports are not for me. Got to a few years you know, I'm older, I graduate, you know, um, college and, and I have a job, but I'm struggling with my weight. Um, I joined I join a normal gym and a global gym. I, uh, I have a minor, minor successes there, but nothing to the, to the, you know, life impacting. And then I just found, I, I remember I was visiting a friend at, at one time and he took me to this CrossFit box and I remember like they, it was two, two stories up. They were doing CrossFit, uh, CrossFit in the ground floor. And then they were doing uh, like circuit training on, on second floor. And that's what we were doing. But then as, as we were leaving and I'm seeing people like throwing weights around and like yelling and there's like camaraderie. And I just kind of loved this environment. And I was asking mm -hmm. him what's this. And he told me just a little bit about it. And as soon as I came back to Doha, I just like started Googling it and and I'm like, what is CrossFit? What's going on? And there's this famous video on YouTube that is, what is CrossFit? And um, and one of the questions that is asked in that video was like, is it for everyone? And um, and then it, I remember it was, I think it was the previous owner, um, the previous um, uh, owner of CrossFit, Grass Grassman. Yeah. You and I have talked a lot about it. Yeah. Exactly. Saying something that it's, it's for everyone. And he designed this um, so that you can change your lifestyle. And I just, just I was like, OK, this is it. This is what I want. And they were also talking about community and how everyone is supporting each other. And, and it's kind of like people outside of CrossFit look at it as like some sort of cult. And um, and. <laughs> Yeah, and 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 it's like I'm like okay, this is what I need. I I think I found my my tribe. I found my people, and <laughs> I, I've I never looked back. I've been to the games every year since 2015. Um, I've done a lot of the um, certificates that I need to be done. I've attended so many seminars. I've went to a lot of different competitions around the world, um, either as spectator or as an organizer. Um, you know, being a judge. Mm -hmm. um, um, uh, so like people are like, oh, so I'm like, yeah, I am a certified judge. Don't worry about it. I have my accolades to, to, I'm a certified judge. So, you know, don't mess with me. But um, you have also done the Spartan, right? You did the Spartan. You have done a couple of, of hardcore yeah. competitions. Yeah. I've done the Spartan races and I've done all the three levels, the, uh, the sprint, the uh, beast and uh, the one in between, I forgot, but it's like the, the, um, I think it's the seven to 10 kilometers uh, distance. I did that one. And uh, yeah, even the with CrossFit, I think if, if it wasn't for CrossFit, I wouldn't be able to do these races. Um, the confidence that it gave me. Even, yes. Yeah. yes, 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 yes. Yeah, go for it. Even, yeah. even when I was at a you know bigger weight, um, but there's this confidence that in you that you can do anything. And I was just happy, you know, that's why I like, I did the Spartan races. Yeah. I wanted to ask you that because I feel like um, a lot of the time people say, oh, CrossFitters are like a cult. You guys are like ridiculous and da, 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 da. And I don't even know, like you could get injured, which you can, let's just be very honest, you can get injured. But I think that a lot of people don't get it, that it is normal people like us, like um, uh, Justin, you and I, we call ourselves athletes, right? And, and I actually, for the first time in my life, feel like an athlete thanks to CrossFit. Yeah. And I feel it's because 
everyone has its space in a in a box. Everyone knows you're not less worthy because you're not, you know, you're not Matt Fraser and Tia. You everyone has a spot to be active and enjoy their body. And that's something that CrossFit has given not only you, but also me and and others. So it's like this, this it's like it gives you permission to feel yourself powerful, even if you cannot, you know, you're gonna do all the hero workouts or something. So yeah, I love that. I, I think uh, well, what you guys said is is uh, Justin is very true. It's it's the camaraderie, it's the family feeling, it's it's being there with friends. Um, it's it's a way to socialize, also uh, meet new people, etc. And I think um, I think well, I'm going to ask you. Well, I, I think we know from Justin's. I need to ask from Anahi uh, because I remember the first time I was introduced to CrossFit. When was the first time you were introduced to CrossFit? Um, so I. I gained a lot of weight after I had my, my eldest, Matthew, and I was feeling really bad about myself. And I never like, my story's a little bit similar, like Yasin. I never liked exercising. My dad was a super athlete. My mom was a dancer and I was overweight my whole life. Like my first diet when I was like six and I was, I considered myself fat since I was five or like my first memory of me was that I felt fat. So I never play any sports. I think my mom didn't even try because she knew, the only thing I did was swim because in the water, you don't wear anything, basically. And even that, I hate, I hated, I hated the pressure because I felt that just sports were not my thing. So one of my, be- my, my really good friends, she's actually Matthew's godmother, had started at Strongbox here in Qatar. And she said, hey, they're doing, a, they're doing the seminar for new members. Why don't you try? And I was lucky enough that my group, the group that did the seminar together, we just bonded and we just clicked. Um, from that group of people I still have like four or five really close friends that we catch up and then from then the be- like, like like what Yasin says and what you said Ahat is that the beauty of CrossFit is the camaraderie so I remember I was still super unfit and they will stay until you finish everyone finishes like everyone closes that 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 um that line and then everyone is cheering you on like I remember one of the first hardcore workouts was rowing and box jumps and I was really unfit. And I remember everyone finished like three minutes before me. And my still today friends were there saying, keep on, come on, keep on jumping, don't stop. And this is this is to me the beauty of, of, of CrossFit in particular, but in general, like team, I don't know, like team sports like this. Nobody's saying, oh, she's so slow or oh, she cannot do it. It's pick up that bar again. Come on, you can do it. Drop low. You can do it. Jump high. Like, there's so much adaptability and then there's so much support. So for the first time, I believe maybe I could be an athlete and, and then I never look back. Yeah. So I, I, I think um, for me, it was, uh, it was by mistake. Uh, essentially, I, um, it, again, for, well, um, there, there is, uh, I mean, just for the, for the people that don't know much about CrossFit, I think there is, there is, um, there are many different uh, variations of it. So there's CrossFit, which is the brand CrossFit. And then there's like um, other things like military fit or warrior fit and all these kind of um, um, variations of s- similar things. And again, I'm not a professional, so you can shoot me if I say something wrong. <laughs> but um, I was I was here on a business trip in Qatar um, and I had a very close friend of mine uh, from London. And um, he said to me, when you come, make sure you bring some sports clothes. And I said, I'm only I'm only in Qatar for two days. Uh, why do I need sports clothes? He says, trust me, you're going to enjoy it. All right. <laughs> so uh, I, I remember I came to Qatar. Uh, I, I had a pair of trainers and, um, you know, I just I just had some stuff that probably wasn't good enough for what he was expecting. And he said, no, 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 this is not going to work. So he, he, he ended up getting me some stuff and he said, follow me, meet me at this park on this day at this time. And I was in uh, Sheraton Park and we were doing something similar. And at the time it was something called boot camp military fitness. Um and um, he he got me involved in something that I had never tried before. Um, and the thing that I enjoyed the most about it was, like you said, it was a group of people from various, various backgrounds, different um, athletic experiences. Um, some people very fit, some people not so fit. But the best thing about it is that we were all working together um, and nobody was inferior to anybody else. We were all on the same level, despite obviously some people being super fit. But one of the things that that started for me was um, a sort of a journey of personal growth. So I started thinking about 
how how can I sort of take this on in my in my daily life? How can I start working with people, supporting people, um, encouraging people? And and it really did have an effect in my life outside of of, of this circle. Um, so in terms of personal growth, um, how, do you attribute any of the stuff that you've done, uh, Jasim, uh, within CrossFit to how you've translated it outside of of that environment? The way that it changed me, um, especially when it comes to uh, how I approach things in life and the the self-confidence that it gave me, um, it, was, it was just like worked wonder. Like I, I see myself, you know, acting differently at work. I see myself acting differently um, with people that I know, um, um, whether my friends or family. And, and in just like my daily transactions, I... Um, um, Maybe we'll get to this um, um, doing this. Uh, maybe we'll get this to this later. But you know, being an overweight person um, can also—it's uh, not always the smoothest ride in the world. Mm. And um, so, even though you're dealing with stuff, but in your mind, sometimes stuff are really bigger than what you know actually are. Sometimes mm-hmm. they're not, but uh, but a lot of time they are. So, I was. I was, um, I guess, you know, I had this, one of the shortest fuses in the world, like like anything would set me off. And um, I think it was a defense mechanism that I had mm-hmm. um, just to protect myself. Um, um, uh, be like, like you know, I'll, I'll scold you before you start scolding me or something like this in that mm-hmm. regard. Yeah. But with, with, with doing CrossFit, I, I, I just learned that, you know, by knowing that everyone is there and everyone is doing the workout um, at their own to their own ability, in a way that translates that in life everyone is going through their own thing, mm-hmm. and uh, we just need to be kinder to people. Uh, that's like the basic idea of it. And I found myself becoming less and less aggressive. Um, um, although people that will know, like they see me in the gym or they see me, they, they don't think that I am that kind of person. And they're like, oh no, you're funny, you're smiling. But like, if they knew who I am, like before, like I'm not as, I'm, I'm just like, I wasn't the, the, I don't know how to say this, but like, you know, if I go to a restaurant, if I go to a shop, if I go to something, as soon as like, I don't hear what I want to hear from, uh, from the salesperson, I take it as a personal attack. And mm-hmm. then I, and I go for the jugular and yeah. I think this is really interesting because, and this is something that I, fun enough, I've, I've been talking a lot, a lot about lately. And is that when, when, when you experience for us of us who have experience or who experience the world in a fat body, um, the world is not very kind. The, the world can be very, um, yeah, it can be very harsh. Yeah. It can come with a lot of um, judgment and a lot of projection of worthiness that is just bullshit. And it comes with a lot of uh, labels. Like I, I posted, a, I posted a video a few a few days ago on my Instagram, and, and it was about that. It's about for for people who have um, experienced fatness we get told that we are dumb or lazy or unworthy or ugly or all these things. So we are, you have two defense mechanisms. You either make the same comment. Well, I mean, we're always making the same comments words in our head. So whatever you told us because we were fat is nothing compared to what we tell ourselves every single day. But then we either become super nice because we want everyone to love us and like us. And we're like, I'm so sorry, I'm fat. I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. Please forgive me for this kind of, but look, I'm so nice. Or we become ogres because we're so used to being mistreated that we just go into attack yes. mode. Like you said, like anything will be like, oh, are you going to get me for that? Are you going to get me? It's like this reactivity. Um, and I, I am 100% with you. I, I feel like most of my life I was in my closer personal circles. I will be the super good. I'm going to be so good at you that you're going to forget that my biggest flaw is that I'm fat. I'm so, yeah. so nice. And then in the outside world with people that were further close to me, I will be the over. I will be like, don't you dare tell me this or I will eat you up. And right. it's, first of all, it's draining. Yeah. And, and, and one thing that I, well, I do with my client is that by bringing us to our bodies. And one thing that CrossFit does is that it's constantly bringing you to your body. Not because we are constantly thinking about our bodies, but because if we don't, if we don't put an attention on our body and a certain move, we get injured. <laughs> we, exactly. You drop the bar, you, you hurt yourself. So you have to be very 
connected with yourself and very accepting of yourself. Exactly. I, I, I just want to add like two things. One is um, from my previous experiences, you, like I think it was one out of maybe seven or eight visits. Like, you know, when you go to a clothing shop and then you see something you like and then you ask, what is the biggest size that you have? And then the reply is, is um, we don't have your size. Um, I, I, I got this like maybe like one out of seven times I, I, I visited the store, but because I received that reply already, uh, I, so in my mind, I translate this reply to everything else. So mm -hmm. whenever, I, whenever I don't listen to what I want, I always hear them saying, we don't have your size in this store. You don't belong here. And then that, that's just started, you know, whatever the whole thing. The other thing is like when you said like when we when you started doing CrossFit, we, you you kind of tend to pay less attention to that because you want to pay attention to form, you want to pay attention to mm -hmm. all this. And I remember the first few uh, first couple of years, my 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 body didn't really change that much. And then people were like, "Why are you doing CrossFit? Um, you know, you're not really you haven't lost weight, blah blah blah." But then my response to them was, I always was like, "Well, how much can you deadlift? How much can you back squat?" And I was just so proud of myself and so proud mm -hmm. of, of, of that. These are the numbers that I can put up that I didn't really care what my body looks like. Mm. Yeah. Um, I, you said that and I had a memory of going into a, into a shop and asking for a dress that I loved. And the lady just looking at me and saying, we just don't have your size. And I, I saw not. And I think that many, many of our listeners slash viewers will, will, will be able to identify themselves because we have, Many of us have been told, no, no, not for you. And that is such a painful place to live in. Exactly. So I, 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 had, a, I had a slightly different um, experience. So I, I grew up doing a lot of sports. And, and I think I took, I took my body for granted at the time because I was, I was um, athletic. I was doing lots of football, swimming, uh, running, squash. I was, I was very, very athletic. And only until I got to, let's say, my, my mid, mid to late 20s, um, after a few injuries, knee injuries, etc., I stopped paying attention to all of that stuff because I couldn't do it anymore. I used it as an excuse. Okay, I'm injured now. That's it. No more sports for me. And then I just carried on living my life, going out, not paying attention to my body at all. Um, and I think um, I got to a point where I was about, let's say, early 30s. And then I started thinking to myself, uh-oh, what's going on? If I don't take any action soon, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, have a detrimental effect to my body. Now, I, I didn't, I don't have an ideal weight in terms of I need to be like this. I think, I think, you know, you should be as happy as you can in the body that you have. Um, but at the same time, from a from a health perspective, you need to be keeping active because you know you need to earn the food that you're eating. Um, Not you need to bullshit. No, 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 hold on. No, hold on, hold on, hold on. you want to be active because you want to celebrate your body with movement. You don't need to no, earn no. shit. No, I was. That's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking at the time. Okay. I was thinking. I think you Yeah, yeah. This. Well, yeah. You can fix that for me. You can see me later. You You're not an me. iPhone. I'm not fixing you. <laughs> no, no. You you can feed me later. I said you can feed me. Later. <laughs> Um, but so I was, I was starting to think, and then I thought to myself, it's not just, it's not just about your body. It's about your endorphins. It's about socializing, meeting people. And it's just, it's just that way of life, you know? Um, and I really enjoyed it. Now I, I've, I, I tried to get back into it lately with Anahi and, and her, uh, badass unicorns group, <laughs> which she hasn't, she has an amazing setup, Jasmine. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's You need awesome. to come. Yes. You need to come. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, and, 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 thank, and thanks to Anahi, she's actually been encouraging me to get into these kind of things generally. Um, we started off with the Roathon, if you remember. Um, and, um, you know, I've, 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 been through, I've been through some hard times myself, Jason. I, I don't know if you've been following much on, on our stories, but, um, you know, um, it's, it's really helped me find sort of find a, a better place, let's say. I'm, I'm in a much better place now because I'm more active more involved and and everybody's everybody's going through struggles um and this is what you were saying is that you, you know you may have you may have had a short fuse at the time but you've seen the world slightly differently because we're all human beings and we're all going through various different struggles 
Um, and when you're all on the same playing field or the same level playing field and you're all trying to do the same things, uh, you're encouraging each other. Sometimes you can do some stuff that others can't and sometimes they can do stuff that you can't, but, you know, you're all sticking together. It's just a great, it's a great feeling, you know, and some people don't have that in their lives in, in, and, and they seek that out externally. Plus, I think that, I mean, we, we Yasser and I did a, a bunch of um, talks about what was happening in the CrossFit community at the beginning of the pandemic with the George Floyd movement in like the, the Black Lives Matter movement in the US. And then Greg Glassman, who, if you don't know anything about CrossFit, Greg, Greg Glassman is kind of like the father of CrossFit and he was the owner of the brand um, and a very big person for many of us CrossFitters because he basically created a sport that was inclusive and it was for everyone and anyone, regardless of where you are in your fitness journey. Um, and then he did some, a lot of stupid shit. And when that stupid shit came out, a lot of people start backing out, including myself. I, I yes, I know how much I agonize over it. I will be like, ah, how could you do this? Ah. There was a big conversation and now there's a new owner, Eddie Rosa, who we love. Um, and there's like a new, there's like a new air in CrossFit because the thing is that I feel like when you have, there are few sports that can perhaps bring um, athletes together in the same way. Cause you might like, you might have a passion for a football team, but you don't play for the football team. You play for, for a little league, but for all of us crossfeeders, we feel like we are all together, even if we never make it to the games, but we are, we feel like when, when, when there's a workout, we're all doing it together. We're like, it's, mm -hmm. it's such a, it's such a sense of community. Like right now, if you ask any crossfeeder, are you ever going to try Atalanta? We're all going to know what we're talking about because we were all together, you yeah. know, seeing it. And you don't, if a CrossFitter tells you to try Atalanta, tell them to go fuck themselves because they, it's, it's bad. It's really bad. Um, and we talk about our morph, our morph time or our frown time or, or you, you know, it's, it, it's a, it's like a subculture. I think it's like um, for for those that are um, that like Star Trek and they speak Klingon, it's like you you are in your own little world you know and your trekkies and you all get the and you understand each other that's for there we go but okay. i'm not a, i'm not a trekkie yeah okay i'm a harry potter fan so I, love, I like harry potter i love harry potter but i'm also a trekkie like, <laughs> but can you speak klingon uh no but i can understand like i can really understand klingon oh my god okay so so yes and you just like you just like pop like you just like tribe feeling because yeah I so do. I think this is said like it's it's for for some of us who never felt worthy of um, sports or fitness and we never felt that we belong in the fitness world. CrossFit opened a gate, and suddenly the chubby kid from the class, the nerd with the bad hair, me, had a had a spot, and you didn't need to be good to be part of it. You just needed to show up, and that is what has kept many of us coming day in and day out. And, and for me, it's a similar um, story. I, when I started, I did not lose much weight. And then I got pregnant again, and then I gained more weight. So, But now it's, it's, it's a journey. It has been a transformative journey. It has. And, uh, you know, it's something I would, if they asked me to do it all over again, like I would, and it changed my life, and it keeps changing my life. And I can't, you know, say enough stuff about it. And uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I drank the Kool-Aid. I'm trying to make everyone else drinking it. Um, <laughs> um, uh, it's, it's really um, a positive and amazing space that, that we are in. And like you said, when the things that happened earlier this summer with all the protests and all the unfortunate incidents and the previous owners, um, irresponsible actions, um, we kind of thought that, you know, CrossFit's, um, uh, future was on in just like this is it it was done mm -hmm. and um, in my mind I thought you know um, I'm just gonna take whatever I learned from it and just continue doing it because it changed my life I'm not gonna stop doing this sport just because you know it's no longer there and mm -hmm. then you know behold Eric Rosa is like at this our knight in shining armor um, <sighs> Who's, who's younger, who is who's fitter, who has like a fresh idea and fresh perspective because they realize that this sport has become so global and so international mm -hmm. that it's not just America anymore. Mm -hmm. And I think the previous owner had this idea that because it started in the US and um, everyone else is following it. So it's basically 
in a in a okay, it's unpopular opinion, but like in a way, it kind of like it's America and everyone else following it, mm. and you didn't really see it as it's every it's all the world now. It's like it takes care of, but then the new CEO now he sees it for what it is, and he sees the effect that it made throughout the whole this planet. And he realized now that it's not just the States and everyone else is following, it's the whole world. And whatever mm -hmm. they want to do moving forward, they need to take care of like, and consider all the rest, the other countries that are doing this. So that's amazing. Um, I want to talk about something that um, Hatim and I have discussed previously, but also you and I talk about. And, and it's huge in the fitness industry, especially as influencers, because you are a, an influencer person. If you don't follow... Um, Yasin, um, we're leaving all the links and everything so you can do that now because he's always he's he's always sharing some really cool stuff. And when the world is open again and he can travel, he will take you to the games and to all the fun places. But it's something that we have discussed a lot about, which is bullying in the fitness industry and bullying in general. But it's something that we have experienced. And and I wanna I wanna know from your perspective of being someone that is known as a fitness person what have been your experience and how have these how have you faced it you know the bullying the bullying thing is, is like a big 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 part of of my my journey and my personality whether on you know uh, whether in school personal or even in the in the fitness industry um but like i'll just like you know see that the the ease the the easiest thing to say is like when I when I was before before CrossFit, like I used to go to a global gym and and I had a personal trainer there. And being someone of of an overweight, you have this, you get this um this unspoken kind of like rule that you kind of don't belong there without your mm -hmm. trainer. So mm -hmm. if 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 you're there, if you're there, um you're an overweight, you're trying to use these machines they don't really respect your like they don't respect your sets they don't respect you and and people can say whatever they say but i'll challenge every single person and because it has been mine and other people's experiences over and over again um if you're on like bigger weight and you go to these gyms the guys that are there they don't really see you as someone who as if you're not worthy already, worthy yes. of the gym yeah if if, if you're not already to up to their level of of whatever uh, perfect bodies is, then you you're too late. So mm -hmm. if you're trying if you're trying to use these machines like the leg leg curl or leg press or like the arm curl or whatever, you will not always, but you will find someone then coming up to you and be like, "How long sets you have left?" And then if you tell them, "I just started," they're like, "Okay, do you mind if I do it?" And but the way they it's like they're not they don't talk to you, they don't anything. It's just like. Right. It's like they're disregarding your presence. Yeah. It's like yeah. disregarding your presence. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember I was telling a friend of mine um, about this uh, about this issue that I and, and that without my personal trainer in the gym, and I think I think subconsciously they they are set up that way, um, mm. so that if you're not to their standard of fitness, you have to have a personal trainer. That's how they get the money out of you. Um, it's like if and it you feel it that if you don't have a personal trainer in the gym, you, you shouldn't be there. Mm. And um, I was telling a friend of mine that I feel like almost like naked if I don't have my personal trainer with me there uh, in a way like protecting me because without him, people are like, what is he doing here? He's like, no, 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 you're just overreacting, overreacting. I'm like, no, I don't think so. And this friend of mine, um, God has blessed him with, with, you know, the looks, the genes. So um, I'm, he's not, the fittest guy in the world but he's like you know if if he's we, thin fat phobia yeah. exists exactly it's, it's, yeah no but, but it's like it's you know it's like it's he's one of those kids that like if we sit if we sit somewhere someone would be like hey are you a model you know like that kind of yeah. person so he's i hot. yeah <laughs> he's good looking so, so i told him so i told him you can join me you can come with me to the gym and see and he's like no no you're just overreacting overreacting i'm like okay you can come and I kid you not, I remember the first day we walked in the gym together. I have been there for four months and no one said a word to me. And he is there on every single machine. Someone would tell him, 
how, or they were trying to give him tips on how to improve his lift, how to improve his form and how he could be. And I got so angry. I like, I, and, and, and after this whole thing, it was just an experiment, experiment, experiment to prove me right. And I was so mad that I was right. That like, when we had a conversation after we left the gym, uh, he's like, no, they're just being friendly. I'm like, what do you mean they're being friendly? I was there for four months. No one said a word to me. And yeah. no one tried to approach me. No one tried to say anything. If you don't think this is the life is unfair in that regard, then you have a, a you know a different thing in in my friend. But, but this is this is checking our privilege, right? Like um, we all have privilege. We all hold privilege. Yeah. And and thinness is a privilege in a society that tells you that being fat is wrong. That being fat makes you sick, makes you lazy, makes you uneducated, makes you blah 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 blah. So in a world that tells you that because your weight doesn't meet this standard or because your body doesn't look this way, you are unworthy. Fatness is punished all the time. I was, I was talking to a client before, before our, our recording session and I was telling her that I was like, why are you punishing your body for taking up space? Everyone is punishing your body constantly. Media is punishing our bodies. Society is punishing our bodies. Transportation is punishing. Like we, People in fat bodies are getting punished and told off in so many ways all the time. We don't need, we don't need any more um, reminders of our unworthiness. And to me, um, I know my privilege and I know that I'm no longer, um, I don't, I no longer look fat. I still have a fat mentality many times and I have to check in because sometimes the way I speak to myself is not very kind because I was always, I, I, this is how I bully myself, right? But but I, I so like the fact that you're, you're speaking up about this because it's true. Many times the fitness and the movement and the sports industry think unless you look the part, you don't belong here. And yeah. that is bullshit because how are you, how are we going to get there? And then you have the bullying of people saying you are active now and you might be very strong and everything, but you don't look this way. So how do you call yourself an athlete? I have had that a lot. Like I get that on my DMs. People okay. say, how do you call yourself a nutritionist if you're fat or how do you... Ta-da! And he's like, oh. oh, 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 completely. Like I remember when I first when I first started posting videos of myself um, uh, doing workouts, and that there were actual people that I will were no longer friends, but people that I thought were my friends at the time. Um, they were actually having like discussions, or how dare like wh- how how what what gives him the confidence to post these videos of himself doing workouts and. Did he see what he looks like? He's jumping, he's he's doing box jumps, he's doing these things while he's like wobbling all around. And my idea when I did it, it wasn't just to show that I am wobbling. I just wanted to, for the people that, like I said, like I know there are people that were so afraid of going to the gym and I still get people DMing me um, that they don't want to because they don't think they belong there and mm-hmm. they don't think they're ready. And I have these guys that will text me um, say, saying, oh, I need to lose uh, 10 kgs before I start going to the gym. I need to lose five kgs. So I'm just going to start like do some light jogging and light cardio. So everyone has this, this, this mentality. There's a lot of men, especially men, like we don't talk about this body shaming with men as well. Yes. And, and um, I had like friends even at work and I, I have, I have this great, great guy. Like I look up to him, like, like a mentor at work. But the words that he throws at me to this day, when he sees like, and I know it's because he's old and and it's the mentality or whatever. But if we compare bodies, like right now, like he is, he's one of those they what he call a uh, skinny fat. Yes. So he's he's really thin, but he has a belly, mm. and I think he thinks that that's okay. So that gives him the right to you know, to this day, if he comes, if he logs on Instagram and he sees a video of me. Um, like a recent video of me, like, you know, doing a Spartan race or like uh, doing something, not lifting, like basically like cardio stuff where I have to, my, I'm jumping or doing stuff like that. And we're like, are you proud of yourself? You're proud of your jiggle here. You're proud of jiggle there. And it's like, why is this the, why is this, is this the the thing that you are focusing on, you know? Uh. And, and, um, and in my mind, like, I, I, I don't want, I can't tell him off because like I said, like he's older and I, I look up to him in so many ways, but I understand that where he's coming from, the mentality where he's coming from and 
and his generation and, and how they see things. But still it's bullying. It's still horrendous. It's oh, shaming yeah. and bullying. Oh, oh gosh. Completely. And and like I said, the body shaming, especially with men, is, is not something that people talk about a lot. And I have experienced it so, so many times. And it's like, if you don't have a six pack, you don't deserve to speak. But mm-hmm. there are so many guys that... Um, they really feel like bad about themselves and they really fat feel like, um, you know, they're like, even, even like, you know, um, I, I have, I have, I have gone through this like surgery, um, to remove my excess skin. Right. And, um, so I have, uh, I have some stitches in my body that are from that surgery. And, um, I remember like before I got the surgery, like I did so extensive research online for people that went through it and pe- people that wanted to go, to do it and people that opted not to do it for in, in both cases both guys were like the guys that i saw they were like this is just a reminder for me to how far i've come the, whether the guy that decided to do it or the, the guy that decided not to do it mm-hmm. and in my in my way i was like okay i'm gonna do it and it's a reminder for me every time i look at these stitch uh like um every time i look scars. at these scars, scars yeah. surgery scars that mm-hmm. i know this is because of my journey but I went, we, um, I think it was, I told you uh, last, it was the gym, our gym, they, we did like a boat trip yesterday. Um, they took us out to the, to the sea and everyone was jumping in the water. And it took me, we stayed there for like six hours and it wasn't until two hours before we had to go back that I got the courage to take my shirt off and jump in with the guys because I was so scared that if they see my scars and uh, this is what all they're going to see. Like, I didn't even, I didn't even think about, okay, it's, it's, it's gonna, um, <laughs> you know, it's, um, you, you made so much progress in your life, yes. but then, but then it's these little things that, um, I was just like, I was scared. Like, and there was no reason for me to be scared. But look at me, like how far I got. And yes, everyone is jumping in the water. Everyone is having fun. And I didn't want to take my shirt off. I didn't want to like jump in the water to, to be like with them. And um, I finally did it. But even as I was doing it, in my mind, I'm thinking, oh my God, they're just trying to be nice. They're trying to be nice. They're, as soon as I'm, I'm getting up, um, getting back in the boat, they just, and my back to everyone else, they're going to be looking. And and no one was saying anything to me about it, but it is what it is. But it is hard because we have been told, like you know, it's it's a wounding, it's a wounding that is it's been there and is very deep. I, yeah. I I I get you. I had the same surgery. Well, I did. I don't. I didn't have the full one, but I had a, a tummy tuck when yeah. I was twenty because I was really fat and then I lost a lot of weight and they remove a lot of distended skin. And I remember still to now, you know, fifteen years later. When I'm on a bikini and people don't know me or they don't know that I had one, I feel like I need to explain myself. I have this little, little, you know, and, 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 uh, you know, uh, and we're talking about social, we're not even talking about intimate moments, yeah. but it's this, know, this fear. You know, and I, and Jasim, I think um, the point you raised here is, and, and you were talking about your mentor at work, right? Um, yeah. When, when Anahi said, but this is bullying, a lot of the people that, that, um, you know, the, there's a lot of bullying that happens and people don't know they're actually doing it. And this is, this is a misconception or a misunderstanding or a lack of education on the topic and, and understanding what you're saying and how it may impact others that, that if they don't have that discussion from a teacher or a coach or a parent growing up and they do it naturally, they see it, they, they don't know what pain and hurt they're causing to other people. Um, the, 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 the thing with you, Jasim, is that you obviously have been subjected to, to, to words and people saying things or not talking to you uh, because of the journey that you were on. Um, and so you, you still hold on to that, right, until today, uh, for the smaller things even that you're going through, like, like, like your trip yesterday. I, I also had the same thing growing up. I mean, uh, in, in some cases, I didn't have the, the the positive words of affirmation or the or the words you know um from the closest to me like my my dad for example I, I mean i grew up my dad saying negative things to me rather than positive things to me uh, for the things that i thought i was doing well 
um, things that I thought I was good at. He was saying that I wasn't good at. And those kind of things affect you. But what I've learned growing up is through my interactions with others and, you know, uh, the teams that I've been involved in or, or, or the CrossFit that I uh, in, uh, got myself involved in, I started to feel that everybody's got a journey. Everybody's got a story. Um, and all of that really doesn't matter at the end of the day when you're all together and you're all doing the same thing. Uh, and it's, it's hard for sure. It's hard. But I think it, it comes back to education. It's really important, I think, that we pass on. So I'm, I'm a coach. Um, I, I, I'm a swimming coach, and I've been involved in, in um, kids' upbringings from, from the age of four up to 21. And I always instill this value in them that, that we're all the same. Uh, you respect your teammates. Uh, everybody's going through their own story. And whenever we're together, we need to be there for each other. You know? And when you have that in a group of 20 or 40 or 60 people, Regardless of what happens uh, or, or or what you're going through, people won't be there to judge you for that. Uh, and and I, it, 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 it's education, unfortunately. Um, there's a lack of education on this specific topic and, and empathy, and you know, and, and just getting people to, to to embrace each other, regardless. I think I think it's, it's I really value your your authenticity and vulnerability, sharing this story, Jasmine. I mean, I know that many are gonna are gonna connect with it because the reality is that you're right. There's not enough talk about um, body shaming, body um, image for men in the fitness industry. And, and I know I have some dear friends that struggle with that. And when they come to me, they're like, because you women are the only ones that, that are allowed to say this. And so we don't have a, and we like, it, it's, it's sad because the, what happens at the age of eight is that the brain goes through a process of pruning, um, basically cutting things that we don't need children do that and then for girls society especially western in westernized world society tells us to be pretty you have to be pretty you detach from your body your body is no longer for you you need to keep it pretty for others and then guys are told are praised on their strength but they are detached from their emotions so then we have a lot of men who are struggling emotionally with a physical thing and there's no real um outlet and actually we're entering well november is Movember, which is, is a lot about um, conversation about mental health in men. And I think that this is time for us to start talking about that, about the struggles that men have with their body confidence and yeah. that nobody talks because, oh, you guys are so strong. You don't have emotions, but you do. And it fucking sucks. And especially when we when we talk about the world of relationships and being intimate, it is hard to be naked, whether you're a man, a woman, a transgender person, a human because it is vulnerable and it is yeah. in, in, in feeling, in allowing ourselves to be vulnerable, knowing that we're safe and that we're worthy, that, that the growth happened. And again, it's hard when you have been told that you are not good enough all your life. I really appreciate you sharing that. Thank you. Thank you so much. But I, like, I totally agree. Um, the programming that we do um, or, or that we go through uh, growing up and when you realize that, a lot of this programming is, is not good for you. And then you need to reprogram yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I've talked about it as well, like on my, on my social media, that um, the mental aspect is just, the physical transformation is kind of the easy part, even though it might take you some time to, to mm-hmm. get there, but it's the, mental, it's the mental transformation that, because like you said, it's, you've been told through so many, whether directly or subliminally or indirect, you know, you've been put all these ideas in your head um, mm. uh, growing up, whether, you know, you have to look a certain way, you have to act a certain way, you have to, you know, what's, what's important, what's not important, what's, um, what's real and what's, re- what's not real. And all that is just like a bunch of, again, poppycock. Yes, and nothing against our parents and or anything like that. But they 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 do what they know they think that we're doing. I think it's best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah. yeah, they did what they think was best for us, and it's not all good. It's not all, not not necessarily good for us. And um, but and I agree with what you said. Like with November coming up and Movember, and um, it's it has become now. Um, this month is is becoming like a a, a little bit of personal um agenda for me because you know um and i is um i i just lost my dad um to uh, prostate cancer and so november is is like 
an awareness to that. Mm-hmm. And so I'm adding that on my um, agenda of, of me trying to promote like positive um, uh, mental uh, and, and body image like to men. So it's, it's um, I, I, I feel, I feel like every, I feel like everything is aligned for me to mm. like a purpose for me to try to make an impact, to try to affect someone's life, at least in a positive way or change someone's. Which mental. you do daily. Oh, thank you. Thank it's you. It's so true, mashallah, you do. Okay. I try. I, I, I feel like, I feel like you, we need more voices and we need more people that look like us yeah. in, yes. in every, in every agenda, like in every stage. We need to see more um, representation of, of minorities and different like ethnic groups in the TV, in fitness, in, in everything, because we need children and teenagers and everyone to know you belong <laughs> in the yeah. table, you know? And I think that that's, that's the thing that for many, for, for many Qatari young men, you opened the gate to the fitness table for them. You said, hey, you don't have to be skinny. You don't have to be buff whatever you are, join us because we are here for you. And I think that this is what we all need to do more of is to say, sit at the table. This is your discussion too. Whether it's fitness, whether it's body shaming, whether it's style, fashion, whatever, everyone has a voice and it's time to use it because this is how we change the world, really. Exactly. I agree completely. And adding to adding to what you were saying about November, I think that my dad had bipolar um, disorder. And one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about Movember is because I feel like we don't talk enough about mental health for men. And when we think about things like cancer, especially testicular cancer, prostate cancers that are so intimate, many men don't get the diagnosis because they're so scared of going to the doctor because no man, the, 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 the weight of masculinity on your shoulders is so toxic because it tells you if you're sick, you're weak. If you say that you have pain, you're weak. If you go to a doctor and they find something you're weak, the, the fear of weakness is so grand that things get diagnosed way too late. And that is just not fair. Yeah, it's sad. It's not fair. Yeah, I agree. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Yes, I'm so excited about this. And I'm, I know that it's going to touch a lot of lives. Now, before we wrap it up, Buttercup, I have, I have, a, I have two questions. Yes. Two questions. Question number one, what is the biggest lesson learned from this journey for you? The biggest lesson learned is um, your feelings are valid and, um, you know, just don't brush anything under the table. Just try to work with, through whatever issues you have. Um, Sometimes like we would, be like, am I overreacting to this? Or am, am I really feeling that way? They treat every single thing that you feel or every single feeling as real. And once you do that, it will become to you. It will, you will know if it's you know, valid or not valid, but you deciding that it's not valid or decide to ignore it and not face it, then this is not, um, it, it's gonna come back uh, in an ugly way. Yeah, just treat every feeling you have as real. Yeah. Hati, do you want to ask something before we go for the last question? Um, um, we haven't crossed questions, so maybe my question is the same as your question. Go with your question. Go with your question. Go, 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 go. Okay. In, in, uh, in, in your 30-something years, like you said, <laughs> so far on this earth, um, what's the one moment that's inspired you the most? When my mother, when my mother got diagnosed uh, a few years ago with, um, they found a lump in her breast and they had to do um, mastectomy. Yeah, mastectomy, and um, I remember like we were there in the hospital and she wakes up and she realizes what happened and um, even though like she knew about it but she realizes it and then she just like it was hyster like she was hysterical and she thought that her life was was over and. Um, immediately i think it wasn't like a week or two weeks after that um she was like a member of all these different like um cancer groups and like going to meetings and like reaching out to people and it was like if my mom who raised eight kids and went through something like this found somehow the strength in her like she didn't even wallow at it for that long and then she just decided to be a voice and and someone that that can help other people that went or going through what she did she went through 
And if she can do that, then it's like, I can do anything. And she's really, she's one of, well, not, she's my ultimate hero. My mom, my mom is my ultimate hero. And uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, that's, I think this is, there's a lot of moments, but this is, I, I keep going back to this moment, like this, the shift in personality when she woke up from her um, surgery to like a couple of weeks after how she like, just like trying to change everything and being positive about it. That's a beautiful moment. That's yeah. Amazing. Thank you. Okay, do you want to go for another one, baby boy? No, last one for you. Go on. Okay, I'm not going to talk CrossFit because I feel like we talk a lot about that in our lives, which, by the way, we, we owe ourselves one. We need to do one for post-games. Of course. What is your biggest regret? My biggest regret? Uh, ooh, that's, that's, that's a tough one. Um, okay every okay i believe that everything in life happens for a reason and um everything is supposed to happen at its own time where it's supposed to happen i just sometimes wish that you know i found out about crossfit earlier in life uh i knew you would say that yeah yeah that's 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 like that's that's a that's a big regret like that's a big regret i'm 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 thinking because of the way that I am looking at the world right now, because of this, I'm thinking I might have had like a different career. Mm. I might have, I might have had like went for a different degree in school. So I think my life would have been completely different than what it is right now. Not that it's bad right now. I'm I'm blessed, but if I think if I found CrossFit earlier in life, I might have, it, everything would have been different. Everything yeah. yeah. Hatim, I have never asked you that question. What is your biggest regret? See, you're putting me on the spot here, and I. <laughs> I do that every single time. Since you will not talk, since you will not sing with me and or dance, I need to do this. No, I, I think I, th I think I, I agree with Justin wholeheartedly. Um, I wouldn't say I had regrets. I mean, every experience, every you, you make decisions, and every experience is a character-building experience. So you are the result of your experiences, right? Um, and I, I guess Jason was was summarizing that just a second ago. But my biggest regret, uh, <laughs> mm, interesting. I think uh, personally, I probably didn't listen to my mum's advice as much as I should have in, on a couple of occasions. Yeah, so. Uh, there were some critical moments in life, one of them being my my last uh, experience in marriage where she had some thoughts and I I didn't listen to her or talk to her as much as I should have. Uh, that's another thing with the whole masculinity thing. You know, I you, you're brought up to feel that, no, okay, you can handle your issues. You don't need to talk. Um, and had I talked more, um, I probably wouldn't have gone through some hardships that I've been through. But again, I, I've come out a stronger person, I believe. Uh, but I think talking when you're going through hardship, mental hardship or, you know, uh, struggles in life is is something that I probably, you know, regret that I hadn't done more of. So, yeah, that's probably mine. I like that. And you? And you, Halas? Um, mine would be not 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 becoming physical earlier. I feel like I have to I have to lose my dad. And in trying to connect with him because my dad was a huge sports person. Like he was such a believer in sports and, and the benefit of sport for mental health because it was sports that saved his life when, when he was struggling with his bipolar um, disorder. I feel like um, you wish you have heard your mom more. I wish I had heard my dad more when he told me, find something you like. Because I feel like at 30, obviously my brain is finally fully developed because it takes a long time to be fully developed, 28. But now that I am physically active, that I'm committed to my body, in such a loving way is that I feel that I'm finally like a full human, yeah. you know? So I wish, I wish I had fallen in love with sports or CrossFit as a teenager. I mean, obviously not CrossFit because CrossFit didn't exist back then, 10 years ago when I was a teenager, you know, 10 years ago. Um, <laughs> but it would have been lovely to have a deeper connection with my body earlier because it, it does bring a lot of pleasure to just move and be out there and meet people and stuff. So those are our three regrets. Regrets. No regrets. Um, Yasim, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for your vulnerability, for bringing us in your journey. 
Um, I'm leaving all the links so that people can follow you and be part of your journey and follow you. And, and then we need to talk about CrossFit. We need to talk about music. We need to, did you see Selena's um, series? I mean, we need to talk about that. Yeah. We, we gotta we gotta talk about that. We already talked about Walter Mercado. Now we need to talk about Selena. Of course. Um, and you need to come and train with us. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I, I will definitely make the time to come and share with you guys. It looks like super fun group. I'll do yes. it you guys. And there's always food after. Good food. Uh, Good food. Well, you should have started with that. That's the best, that's the best part. <laughs> yeah. We kill them, but then when they come in, I'm like, well, look, food. There's food there. Yeah. Let's eat. And then you can yeah. pass. <laughs> yeah, you should have led with that. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, thank you, Hatito. I miss you. I miss you having here. <laughs> and yeah, stay tuned for more amazing interviews with great humans. Right? Great. Thank you so much, everyone. I really appreciate your time, as always. And uh, we'll see you around soon. Thank you, Justin. Thank Bye. you so much. Bye. Bye, guys.